What is up everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office desk like always. Hopefully everybody's having a good uh, week so far. Uh, it's been going good here. Got some help finally. Um, Tom and I were treading water for so long that uh, it kind of was more like drowning. But uh, new guys are working out, um, so I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping Steve sticks around. Um, he's a great help. If he doesn't, you know, uh, if you listen to the last podcast, I think I mentioned that. Steve Sanders is uh, out here from Pennsylvania doing kind of a working interview. Uh, so uh, if he decides that he wants to uh, jam out, then, um, you know, I'll be sad. But it's, you know, what it is. So anyway, guys are working good, getting a lot done. Um, I'm uh, thankful for that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, things are going good. Otherwise, uh, thanks for all the likes and shares and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, I've noticed the uptick in the, uh, Instagram followers and, uh, listeners and, and whatnot. So, um, thank you everybody for all of that. Uh, today's podcast, I'd like to talk about, um, off-road recovery and, you know, some of these things might be, uh, too advanced or extreme for some of you guys and some of these tips might be pretty elementary for the more advanced guys um, but this was all prompted by a video that I shared on my Instagram that uh, it's you know binder boneyard on Instagram uh, of a I don't know it's in Asia somewhere some sort of off-road uh, SUV that was being recovered, excuse me, it had um, rolled over or something, and they were using an excavator, or a front-end loader, bucket loader, whatever you want to call it, to turn it back over, and they just had a, a big nylon strap, and they were, and it was hooked under the car SUV, and as they were backing up, the um, front end loader had its boom all the way up and the jerking of the car started to cause the uh, front end loader to tip over. And so he backed up quickly and lowered his uh, arms down and uh, stopped from tipping. And then also the car continued rolling over onto its wheels and the car came settled to on its wheels and then however they had the strap hooked uh which i think it was like a like a strap you'd see on like a semi truck it just had you know hooks on the end and a ratchet in the middle um they came unhooked from the bottom of the car um and then the car started to roll backwards on its wheels because when the I don't know when the roll happened the person just either put it in neutral or just turned the key off and got out because they were you know it's a it's unnerving being upside down in a car um, that's not supposed to be upside down 
And so, you know, you, you panic, you just turn the key off and you get out. Well, this, that's what this person did. And down the hill, this SUV went. And it took off fast. And then it hit some trees. And you just see like treetops wiggling as this tree, as this car just careens through the forest and, and eventually comes to a stop. But, um, you know, and there's multiple videos of that sort of thing happening out there. People rolling over rigs and then they just take off backwards. Even professional recovery guys. I've seen a few videos of um, like tow trucks, like real guys are supposed to be professional and they turn a truck over and all of a sudden the truck just takes off backwards and it tips the tow truck over and then everybody goes over the cliff and explodes and everyone dies. But anyway, um, yeah, like a lot of recovery off-road is just about using your head a little bit and thinking ahead. Uh, I know you can't prepare for everything, but when um, you have to think like, hey, we're on a hillside. My truck is still in neutral. You know, uh, maybe I should put it in gear. Maybe I should set the parking brake. Maybe I should, you know, do something. Get some rocks out. Get ready for wheel chocks or something. Um, and, you know, that's important. It's important to think ahead like that. Um, so I guess we start with basic stuff. Um, if you're stuck, if you are, you know, buried in the mud and you got to get pulled out, first of all, let's back up even farther. Make sure that you have some sort of recovery point on your rig. Uh, my biggest frustration with um, older vehicles is that there's nowhere to hook a toe strap to. There's nowhere to put a chain that's safe. Like, you can hook to the shackle if you want, and you're probably going to do some damage. Uh, you, you know, I've seen guys hook to the front axle and then just kink the bejesus out of the leaf springs. Um you know, like if you're gonna spend any amount of time off road, and I and you know, you guys are like, oh, I'm just gonna go, we're gonna go cut a Christmas tree in the snow, and you know, and one thing leads to another, and you're in the ditch, and you gotta have some recovery points. So the front of a Scout, there are some holes in the frame that go all the way through the frame, top to bottom. You should really look into getting some sort of hook or shackle set up that you can bolt to that um, point. Uh, the bumpers that we build, when I build a front bumper, it utilizes several points in the frame. I know some of the other bumper manufacturers do as well. Some other ones don't, uh, and you gotta be careful. You know, If you're just using the two bolts up front that go through the front cross member, um, you know, they're not, so it's not the sturdiest of uh, locations, especially if you're in the Midwest and your frame might be kind of rusty, you can pull that whole front cross member off. So uh, it's important to pay attention to that, but um, have some recovery points. Uh, the rear end, if you have a receiver hitch, um, it's not the most ideal. I don't like using receivers for heavy duty recovery. Um, 
just because you can twist them, uh, bend them, and then you go to use them for towing and it could create problems. Um, I like the frame mounted uh, recovery point, um, you know, off the back. Again, there's holes in the back of the frame that go all the way through the frame rail from top to bottom. Um, so explore those um, if you're looking for recovery points. And then same on the full size, the trucks and travel alls. They are C-channel frame. They have holes that run through the side and the top and bottom, mostly the bottom of the frame. So you can rig up some recovery off of that as well. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, try not to use tow straps that have hooks built into them. Uh, they have a tendency to fail with alarming regularity. Uh, I've seen it a hundred times. Um, especially the cheap, like hardware store, yellow nylon thing, like don't use those. You will kill somebody. Um, the best toe straps to use are the ones that have loops on each end. Um, I know like, I don't have a lot of experience with like the Bubba ropes and things like that, but they have loops and, um, they're very durable. That kind of nylon is, is very tough. Um, and so that's what I recommend. I don't like to see people using chain um, because chain can't absorb shock load. Uh, you know, because like you've seen it where you, somebody tries to pull you out and they spin. And so, you you know, the guy backs up a few feet to give it like a, a snap or a bump. And, you know, the bumper goes flying off or the chain breaks or whatever. And uh, so that's why I don't like to use chain uh, just can't handle the shock um, I carry chain in my recovery kit but that's for if I'm have to winch to um, a rock like if I'm recovering myself and I need to winch to something jagged uh, I do a lot of rock crawling or used to do a lot of rock crawling but uh, you know there wouldn't be a tree to hook to or if there was it was barely in the ground because it was growing in the rocks so you, you know, you put a chain around something sharp and then winch to that. Uh, so guys, should, you should always have, um, you know, a 10-foot chunk of chain in your recovery kit with hooks on the ends um, just in case something like that. Uh, might not ever get used, depending on where you are, you know, but chain makes a good anchor um, on jagged things. Um and as long as you're not going to shock it, um, then then you're good. And same goes for cable. Cable isn't good for shocking either. Um, that shit breaks often. Um, so nylon's the best. I use a nylon um, winch-specific rope on a lot of my uh, off-road builds because um, it can handle a credible amount of weight. And then also, um, if it does break... It does not snap and, and go flying and kill people. It, it just falls to the ground. Um, so that's um, that's my first tip is don't use chain. Use a nylon strap that has loops on the ends. Um, and then, you know, make sure you have good recovery point and make sure the rig that is pulling you out also has good uh, attachment points because you don't want their back bumper flying off or their front bumper coming off. Um, so those are pretty important things. Um, 
if your vehicle's still running and you're like, like I said, in the mud or the snow, you're going to want to drive as well to help get it out. Um, you know, any effort that you can put in is good. Uh, I will say, and I'm sure some of you guys are going to roll your eyes and that sort of shit, wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. I have known three people personally in my life that have died because they got stuck, they got out, they attached the recovery, the strap, whatever, jumped back in and gave the okay go gesture and when you know they slid off they'd slid off a trail and um, when the person recovering you is going straight and you are at a 45 degree angle off of the trail you are not going to go straight up out of the out of where you are you're going to get drugged sideways for a little ways until your forward momentum and your tire spinning pulls you back up onto the road well uh, in almost every case they got drugged sideways and then rolled and the last one that i was around the guy's head got squished between his roll bar and the ground um it's pretty fucking gruesome and if he'd had a seatbelt on wouldn't have been a thing uh the other thing is is don't drink if you're gonna do some like serious wheeling if you're gonna be in low range all day if you're gonna be trying hard to get through obstacles don't drink uh, I know that's a fucking wet blanket statement uh, but I just I've been there I've been there I've seen it you've had three or four or five you think you're good you know seatbelts are for girls or you know you need to take your seatbelt off so you can stick your head out the door and see what you're running over and unfortunately that's the worst like you can things go to shit in a hurry in a real hurry and you need having your seatbelt on is paramount um and then of course being sober and knowing what to do is also very important um so save your drinking for when wheeling's over and you're around the campfire that night um that's that's my best <laughs> advice for that. Uh, I know it might not be as fun uh, when everybody else is drinking or whatever, but I've had to recover more than one drunk asshole from the woods, and it's um, it's not fun for the people that are trying to help you. You know, when you're tipsy and fumbling around and you can't do whatever, and, and you know, you shouldn't be behind the wheel anyways. So... Yeah, just don't be drunk. Uh, wear your seatbelt. And then, you know, pay attention to the people around you. If you're being recovered and your front end's up against a rock, um, don't let the guy pull you further because it's just going to wreck more stuff. So pay attention. Um, so now let's say you um, can't get pulled out. Let's say you're by yourself. Let's say you did something stupid and you went wheeling by yourself. Done it many a times. Uh, I paid the price for it many times. And um, 
there's some tricks and some things. First of all, you're going to always want to have a basic self-recovery kit. Um, it'd be nice to have a winch. We don't all have a winch. Um, but if you have a winch, you're going to want a chunk of chain. You want your nylon strap. You want a couple of clevises. Um, you know, never hook the cable back to itself. Never go like, first of all, never wrap your cable around a tree. Always use a strap around a tree because a cable will dig into the tree and it will choke it and scar it um, and cause problems. So never take the cable around and hook it back to itself. Uh, it's just, you're just asking for tons of trouble doing that. Um, you want to use clevises and, and things that are rated for what you're doing. And then always have everything rated. You know, if you have an 8,000 pound winch, I like to have all of my recovery gear rated up to, you know, 24, uh, at least 24,000 pounds. Um, and so that's like a, you know, at least a three inch wide nylon strap. That's at least a three quarter inch, uh, D shackle, um, that sort of thing. Uh, and then also have a snatch block, uh, or pulley or whatever, um, because that will, you can double that up to give your winch more pulling power if you're really stuck. Um, but some of the things that you can keep also that you should have, um, shovel. Uh, I like to have a high lift jack. Um, you can use a high lift jack as a winch even. Uh, I've had to do that a couple times and it is pure fucking torture. Uh, and it makes you think twice about doing it ever again. Uh, so, but the high lift has saved my ass a few times. So I would recommend having a high lift, um, shovel. Um, I always have an ax, uh, in case I got to build a fire, um, or, uh, kill someone. I like to have, um, of course a spare tire. Um, and then, you know, that's about it for self-recovery. Um, you know, I've got to the point where like you take your short piece of chain, wrap it around the axle and the frame rail, and then you jack the truck up with the high lift so that you do that so the, the suspension doesn't extend. Um, you jack the truck up with the high lift, and then you stuff rocks and branches and, and all kinds of bits into the hole that the tire had dug um, to help either give you some traction or to free the differential that's hung up or, um, you know, whatever. And then, you know, lower it down, undo your chain, and hopefully you are higher out of whatever you're in. Um, you know, you do it front and back, whatever. Uh, just, uh, it, it's a good thing. You always want to strap the axle to the frame before you lift it just because it's... You know, a lot of those high lifts, you don't want them to be nine feet in the air. Um, high lifts are fucking dangerous. And if you don't treat them with respect, they will kill you or knock out an eyeball or break your jaw. Um, seen that a few times. Um, high lift goes flying out and breaks a shin. So, um, yeah, definitely respect the high lift, but it can be a very valuable tool uh, in recovery. Um so that, uh, you know, things like that, when you can, you can get some traction aids under the tires. Um, I don't know much about those mats. You see a lot of the Overland guys carrying like those plastic track things that they put down to get across sand or mud or 
I don't know what. I I don't have much experience with those um, just because I've never been like, I don't know, we just get through it. You know, when you're running 35-inch tires and you air down to 10 pounds, you have an incredible amount of traction. Um, and, and so I spend most of my time off-road, aired down. Uh, if you don't know what that means, that's a process of letting the air out of the tires so that the footprint of the tire becomes larger. Um, so more footprint, more traction, uh, gets you around better. You know, if you go out in the sand or the mud, that's the first thing you want to do before you get out there is air down. You know, if you've got regular, like all-terrain tires, you can go down to 15 pounds. If you're running mud terrains or really aggressive tires, probably take her down all the way to 10 or 12. Um, you'll be uh, really surprised at what kind of traction you get out of that. Um, so again, you know, it might not have to do with recovery, but it might keep you from needing to be recovered if you, uh, do that sort of stuff, you know, air down, be prepared, um, you know, make sure your vehicle's loaded equally so you don't have a bunch of stuff hanging off the front and nothing off the back. And anyway, um, so yeah, so as far as recovery goes like that, like self-recovery, you know, think about traction aids, Think about digging out, uh, taking that shovel and knocking away, you know, whatever's around your diff um, or if you're hung up on something else. Um, you know, the axe works too. I've been stuck in on trees and branches and stuff. So you sometimes you got to chip, chip it away. Um, one thing I will say uh, about rocks and rock trails is if you stack rocks to get over an obstacle or through an obstacle, after you've gone through unstack them uh it's really poor etiquette to pave a trail uh because then you know it's it's rated a certain rating for a reason and if everyone just goes through and stacks all these rocks and makes the trail really easy then uh it's not rated that way and then you know the other thing too is and this is gonna sound um uh people are gonna roll their eyes on this one know your limits know your shit if you've got 31s and a worn out track lock, you are going to have a really tough time running, um, you know, four dice or running around Moab uh, on the harder stuff. There's easy trails at Moab too, but, uh, you know, if you're running street tires and 31s with no traction aid and 307 gears and an automatic, you are going to not have a good time off-road. Uh, it's going to be rough and you're not going to go anywhere and you're going to be spinning your tires and you're going to wear everything out. Um, so you know your equipment limits. Um, don't try and do stuff that's over your head because you end up, these guys end up making bypasses and cutting trail and going around. And, you know, what's the point of doing a really hard trail if all you do is bypass all of the obstacles by driving in the brush like it, it you don't do it just if you're not ready for it don't do it and i know that's hard on some people's egos but it it's really a thing like you're gonna do more damage to everything else if you just do what you want to do uh and so yeah make sure your rig is even ready for it but um anyway kind of get off topic of the recovery but um yeah 
make sure you have good attachment points. Make sure you've got, um, you know, the tools that you need to make it safe. Uh, if you have to winch and, or being winched and they're using steel cable, you want to put some weight on the cable, whether it's your jacket, um, you know, a bag with something in it, your recovery bag maybe, just something. You drape it over the cable while you're winching so that if it does break, it does not turn into a death rocket. Um, they, you know, Warren and a couple other companies make actual um, winch weights bags that you can put on the on the cable so that it's winching safely. Um, and uh, you know, and then you also don't want to be right in the path of the cable. Uh, it's funny the Warren. At least in the, the older ones, the Warren Winch, like how to use our winch catalog and our instruction manual, talks about winching with the hood up so that, and you're supposed to be inside the vehicle. And so then if the cable breaks, um, you, you know, the hood stops it. And also if something else happens, you can operate the brake or the whatever. And because, and, you know, I've seen that again, like, those rollover videos where someone's out of the rig winching themselves up and then because they're not steering they winch into more trouble and then they roll their truck or tip it over or whatever so um it's good to be inside the rig while you're winching you want somebody outside the rig helping give you directions because you shouldn't be wheeling by yourself uh it's just it's dangerous uh, you're asking for trouble, especially if you're wheeling an old truck that's questionable at best. Um, you know, I've had to walk out a few times, and it's not fun. Um, in the modern day of cell phones, it's it's easy to get um, complacent and thinking that, oh, I'll just call for help, or my buddy will come save me, but it's not always that easy. So, um, you know, don't wheel by yourself. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, just... If you're winching, have somebody watching. If somebody's pulling you out with a strap, have somebody spotting um, just in case, you know. And even like on some of these trails there, you come out onto a road, onto a gravel road or something. So you want to have somebody paying attention to road, to the road for traffic and that sort of stuff. Um, don't just assume that everyone sees what you're doing because um, some people don't pay attention. Oh, uh, what else? What else is there? Um, that's really, you know, kind of the big beats on on off-road recovery. Uh, just being mindful of consequences, trying to think ahead. Like, oh, this could roll away or this could fall off or, you know, or which way are my wheels pointed because it's going to fall on this rock and, you know, do something. So, um, and then the other thing is, I guess, one of the other things is, don't be so concerned about damage. It's You can replace a quarter panel. You can fix some stuff. You can replace broken glass. Um, but you can't replace your head or your arm or, you know, whatever else. Uh, don't get between you and obstacle. Or don't get between your rig and obstacles. Don't get between the rig and the rig that's recovering you in the recovery process. I mean, of course you have to get between to hook stuff up or whatever, but don't be between the two of you when you're being recovered. Um, it's just, 
safety, man, you know, and, and it's bad enough. You get hurt out there. You get hurt, you know, you get hurt on the Rubicon. You're like 60 miles from a hospital, um, you know, a real hospital. So that's a long helicopter ride. And so, you know, you got to be, be th- thoughtful of that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I missed a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, whatever, but, uh, th- those are the big, the big beats and hopefully you guys learned something. So, um, if you like what you're hearing, don't be afraid to, uh, donate on Patreon. Uh, if you are using social media, tell your friends, tell your family, um, and, uh, I'm going to try to keep making these things. So I appreciate your listening. Thank you. And until next time, I am Dan from Binder Boneyard. Mm